Hello, friend. I'm Micah McCurry. You're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, and I'm so thankful that you are. We begin this week just days away from quite possibly the most important holiday, the most influential observation of a singular day that we make in the 365 days of a normal calendar year. You say, what are you talking about? Remind me. Tell me what's going on. Why is it so important? We're talking about Mother's Day. You say, oh my, it is coming up soon, isn't it? If you haven't already gotten a gift, let this be your first reminder. I'll do my best throughout this week of broadcast to remind you. And uh, maybe, just maybe, you should swing by and get a card for your mom. Maybe you should write something nice in there. And even if your mom is no longer with us, Let me encourage you to reminisce for just a little while this week on the broadcast. We're going to focus on mothers, but on this Mother's Day upcoming, would you think about your mom for just a moment? You say, hold up a moment. Let me me back up. Why did you say this is one of the most important, most influential holidays? Well, without our mothers, you and I wouldn't be here. Realize that. Think, Think of that. The fact that your mother carried you for close to nine months and She gave birth to you. She walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and here you are as a result. I think of my mom. I think of what she means to me. We might reminisce here on the program just a little bit if you'll allow me to get sentimental in the coming days, but could I encourage you, and we'll talk about this shortly, but even if you don't have the greatest relationship with your mom, don't let this Mother's Day be a reflection of years of bitterness. We're going to get there in just a moment. Turn, if you would, to the book of Ruth, a passage you've heard me mention on this program probably multiple times before. It's quite possibly, as of this precise moment, one of my favorite books of the Bible to preach from, a scant four chapters. We're going to jump in in just a moment. Before we do, it's probably a little bit late at this moment, but you can still use this gospel tract. If you're looking to get them in your hands by Mother's Day, it's probably just a little bit too late. But we have a gospel tract called A Tribute to Mother. A Tribute to Mothers, written by our founder, Dr. Paul Levine. He had a good mama. Hulda Levine was her name. Hulda, H-U-L-D-A, if memory serves, and she raised a good man, a godly man, a man named Paul Levine, Dr. Paul, the founder of this ministry. Think about that. The ministry, the world-spanning ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, the 100-plus radio stations that this radio broadcast is playing on probably at this moment, Bible Tract Echoes, none of it would have happened without the physical labor and turmoil that Hulda Levine went through to bring Paul Levine into this world. But beyond that, she did something. She gave him something. She led him towards God's way. She invested in him. People talk and debate nature versus nurture and all those things. Can I tell you, Paul Levine was blessed in all ways. 
And I'm so thankful that I get to now, in some small way, carry the legacy of Dr. Paul through this radio broadcast as we approach Mother's Day. Let me encourage you, don't let the legacy of Paul Levine go to waste. Use that gospel track called A Tribute to Mothers and turn in your Bibles to the book of Ruth. Find your place in the book of Ruth. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that have joined us today. I'm looking forward to what God has for us. We're going to have a good time together. The book of Ruth, chapter number, let's see, chapter number one. We'll begin there. Chapter 1, the Bible says in Ruth 1 and verse 1, Now it came to pass, in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. I'll pause here for just a moment for context's sake. I'm so thankful as we look at the book of Ruth. It's really a story of grace. Ruth and the and the amazing account that God gives us of her life, this snippet of her life, really all we can say is we serve a God that's so very full of grace. But realize it's wedged between two books that really expound on the wickedness and the thoughtlessness and the ungratefulness of the children of Israel. We have on one side the book of Judges. The children of Israel, of course, they would go astray from God, and God would bring a judge into their life and into the, into the government of the people, if you will, and he'd guide them back towards God, and that judge would die, and then Israel would go back to their old ways and back and forth like a hot heartbeat monitor. And then on in the book of 1 Samuel, we see almost the exact same thing. We see uh, a priest named Eli in, in the, uh, if you will, the middling, the average or to some degree, you could make the case below average job that Eli does as God's priest and his two sons so wickedly thwarting the worship of God's people and in between, almost juxtaposed, if you will, but smack dab in the middle of these two books expounding on the failures of God's people, we see a story of grace the book of Ruth, but the book of Ruth does not start out in a happy way. It doesn't start out in a confident and arousing manner. We see here a man taking his family, you can make the case, out of the will of God, taking them to Moab, verse 2, and the name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife Naomi, verse 2 of Ruth chapter 1, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. You say, what's so important about that word continued? Well, in verse 1, the Bible says they went to sojourn. A sojourner is not a long-time resident. That indicates that they were planning on being there for just a short time to avoid a famine in Bethlehem, Judah. Now, realize the name, Bethlehem. That means the house of bread. Think about that. I would be very careful about leaving the house of bread to go to Moab. Moab is not a place for God's people, and yet they went. They went with the intention of staying for just a little while, riding out a hard time. They left, if you will, allow me, the will of God because of difficulty. There's so much application that could be made, but let's continue on. We see that they continued on. They stayed, even though when they got there, they only had intention of being there a short time. They continued there. Verse 3, 
and Limlech. Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. And they, the two sons, took them wives of the women of Moab. Now we realize they were harsh. They were absolutely draconian uh, mandates for God's people against taking wives of the children of the nations around them. That included the country of Moab, and yet still they did. I wonder if this is because Daddy led them to a place they should not have been. You see, Daddy is not even around anymore. He died, and he leaves his family in the lurch in a bad situation. They end up staying in Moab for 10 years, but not all of them make it 10 years because they took them wives, verse 4, of the women of Moab, and the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelled there about 10 years. And Malon and Chilion died also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. We're talking about mothers today. Of course, I, you can probably tell by the name that I gave you, Micah. That's a man's name. You can probably tell by the gravelly, the deepness of my voice, that I, I'm not a woman. You could probably tell that I've never been a mother. Friend, I can't, I guess I can't even empathize with what Naomi must have been going through. It's likely, and please understand, I tread here very carefully, and only because I believe God led this direction today, I can't even begin to imagine the heartache of a mother losing a child. Naomi, not only has she just gone through the grief of losing a husband, but that grief, that angst, that irritation, the anger is amplified, doubled and tripled, maybe beyond that. She loses her two sons in addition to her husband. Now you say, hold up a moment. Those of you with maybe more truth than grace, would say, well, it's their own fault. They were in Moab. They shouldn't have been there. But can I tell you, friend, and we'll discover this in just a moment, that God is still God in Moab. God is still good in Moab. God is still gracious in Moab. But there may be a time that he is trying to get your attention and he's leading you out of Moab. Look at verse number six. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. Can I make a, just a little bit of application here? I know that her husband was the head of the household. In a, in a patriarchal society like Israel was, it was probably difficult for her to maybe put her foot down and say, we've got to go back to Bethlehem, Judah. But mothers, can I tell you, you got more power than Sometimes you realize, and some of you, you do realize how much power you have. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You've heard that before, right? Well, I wonder how much Naomi could have stirred up the nest. Now, I'm not putting the blame on this, uh, for, on, on Naomi. Please understand me. I, I'm just asking the question. You know as well as I that they should not have been a Moab. Naomi knows that as well. I wonder. Now, I'm not saying that would have saved Elimelech's life. I'm not saying it would have saved Melon and Chilion's life. But can I tell you, mamas, 
be very careful. I, I understand submissiveness in the Bible. I understand the biblical mandate of the family roles. But can I encourage you, mamas, would you please, for the sake of your families, don't let them reside in Moab. Then she arose, the Bible says, with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. We're going to pick up this thought tomorrow and the coming days, and it may not last the whole week. I have two and three other mothers that I'd like to look at from, the God, from God's word, but we're going to give this the time it needs because I believe there's encouraging thought at the end of this study. I want to thank you for listening. Let me encourage you once again, sons, daughters, do something for your mama this week. Maybe even get her a gift early. Can you believe that? It's possible. Have a great day for his glory. Join us tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.